In this 349th episode of Data Driven we are pleased to interview Pavel Goldman-Kaladin, where he's the head of artificial intelligence and machine learning at Sumsub. Sumsub isn't your average AI startup. They're globally recognized for their work in KYC, AML, and anti-fraud technologies. Our guest is the wizard behind the curtain, crafting tech to outsmart financial fraudsters and deepfake artists. Quite the digital Sherlock Holmes, if you will. Now here are Frank, Andy, and Pavel. Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emergent fields of data science, artificial intelligence, and of course, data engineering, which is basically the underpinning of it all. And with me on this uh, journey is my favorite data engineer of them all, Andy Leonard. How's it going, Andy? Good, Frank. How are you? I'm doing all right. We we were recording this uh, the day after we did a two-hour show, <laughs> um, kind of by accident. Don't I see our guest and uh, it, it kind of had this look of uh oh no, it's not going to be too hard. I can't do I that today. Yeah, um, but we are very excited here to, in spite of our issues with Microsoft bookings, in spite of our crazy hectic schedules. And in spite of your allergies and uh, really tasty jelly jam and, and, yeah, and biscuits. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry about that. No, I I don't know what it is on the East Coast this week, man. It's it's well below freezing and I'm sneezing. Oh, that rhymed. Allergy season should be over for me. I don't know what's going on. For real. Uh, but our guest is actually uh, from Berlin um, and one of my favorite cities in the world. In fact, I was sitting in the virtual green room. Had I lived in Berlin instead of Frankfurt, I probably never would have come back to New York um, um, or the U.S. Uh, but he is, um, our guest today is Pavel Goldman Kaleiden. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, he is the head of AI and ML at SumSub, a global know-your-customer anti-money laundering, anti-fraud company. Um, and, uh, we're, we're welcome to, we're happy to have him. Although I don't think he's in Berlin today. I think he's somewhere a bit warmer. Welcome to the show, uh, Pavel. Yeah. Hi guys. Happy to be here. Good, good. So I have a lot of questions. Um, you know, first off, um, I, I think I can kind of see the map, but what's the connection between know your customer KYC anti-money laundering and anti-fraud. I think I think I see it, but I want to hear you you kind of walk me through it because I haven't had enough coffee either today. So so what's the <laughs> like what's the common thread because like because I I've not seen those three kind of put together in kind of one uh sentence, but I can kind of see why. Yeah, but I I I I can try to explain. But the thing is, and we actually this is what we focus on. So we try to secure as a company we try to secure the whole customer journey from onboarding. So this is the first step of when, for instance, like I'm in a bank, so I want to onboard some of my customers and I want to make sure that this is real persons, for instance, that are not fraudsters. So I want to onboard them, make sure they are uh, that person they actually pretend to be. And then, and here's the thing, if I can, for instance, like I'm a genuine person, but a month later, there could be some, you know, strange patterns of, you know, um, financial transaction happening. So probably there is some sort of a pattern of money laundering. So this is where transaction monitoring comes. 
So you can actually, this is a person, so this is like, knowing customers are very simple. Uh, uh, you can actually, I mean, you can, it's a basic, basic attack is to be, just pretend to be uh, a person, you, you're not basically. But then even if I'm not I'm just a real person, I can actually yeah, come up with some sort of, you know, uh, evil things to do. And then where does we try to monitor it? And then from, from it, make sure that, okay, we can actually flag the transaction and then make sure it's, it's, it's getting looked. And then, I mean, there is a flag raised and then um, probably we can do something about that. Uh, so this is just uh, like this. Um, if you're talking about anti-fraud, and here's the thing, because sometimes it's very easy to see that something fishy is happening. So for instance, like a very, like two years ago, it was a very typical attack. So I tried to, you know, open a bank account or like remotely, and I actually, I live somewhere else, or I don't, I, I, I use a stolen document. What, what I can do to do that? I can actually just print out the image of a person and just try to make sure that actually the KYC provider like us try to make us believe that I'm a real person. That was a very you know, typical attack two years ago. Um, now it's very easy to detect. Still people, some people use it. Um, and at that, at that step for us, it is very easy to detect that probably, I mean, this is not a real person. Somebody trying to use the uh, printed out images. This is fraud. We can actually, or reject it or, or ask a person, can you, well, I mean, we need your real, real, pay, real, real image. Or we can just uh, tell our customers that uh, you have to take a look because there was something fishy going. And then it goes and goes and goes. And the whole customer journey, we try to make sure that the fraud is not happening. And this is basically it. So fraud is kind of, I think, cyber fraud or whatever the cool kids call it, um, I think is, has, has infected every industry. Um, I mean, if I just, I mean, I, I get two factor authentication logging in the Roblox, like for my kids, right. And I'm like, they'll, 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 they'll get in front of their device and they'll be like, can you tell me what the passcode is that they texted you? Like sometimes, some days it's the only way I see one of my kids, but, uh, <laughs> um, has the, cause I, I wonder like, has the pandemic kind of accelerated kind of virtual fraud or is that just independent? I think, I think it is because it, uh, right now it's, but it's not related to fraud exactly. But right. the thing is that now people are used to actually work remotely or it's, so it's not that common for you to go to bank in person. So you just call there. You just, I mean, use it over the internet. Basically it's like easier for you. So, and now you can actually, uh, there is no way uh, you can actually verify that this is really in person. Uh, right. Yeah, and this is the funny thing because, for instance, in Germany, um, where I reside uh, most of the time, um, there is a regulation called it's called video ident. So, for in Germany, in order for for me, if I want to open an account anywhere, I really have to call a person, a living person operator, and talk to him, and he makes sure that or she makes sure that uh, I'm a living person. But everybody do not like it basically because sure. it, I mean it, it takes time. You have to talk, uh, talk to a person. I, I just want to open an account. So it's, it's, it's fast. It's, um, but except Germany, all of the rest of European Union, I don't think across the world as well. It's, I mean, you just send your image or video, some of your documents, and then the, the account is open. So it's very easy. And people are get, uh, getting used to it. And that's why it's easier to, to, to actually um, um, do fraud. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's also a trade-off. Make it easier. And then it's easier for fraudsters to actually do their business. 
So that's that's the thing. Gotcha. Uh, do you see? Uh, you mentioned you see like new scams uh, people are running as well, and you also mentioned a lot of what I th I thought would be pretty effective ways to to combat those scams um, w without really giving anybody any ideas. Are there uh, like brand new scams that have happened maybe in in the very recent past that uh, you're still working on ways to combat? I must say that uh, there is, there will always be some sort of, you know, arms uh, right. competition. Yeah, so you have to say, or know. so there will always be like um, a new prod of yours, and then we have to actually deal with it. Um, but sure. I can tell you a story. So for instance, like, so we have some, so not a big company, yeah? the technology team is not that so big, we have to move fast, but in my team, the AI slash ML, it's not, Antimony laundering, artificial intelligence slash machine learning team. We have a very small department aimed at creating defects. So we do not detect defects. We have to actually learn how to create them. So you actually know how, I mean, how people actually create Oh, them. Like, that makes sense. So yeah. synthetic yeah. data, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, and I can also tell you that, I mean, and this is, for me, it was like, so sorry if, you know, a surprise because, um, most of the, like, let's talk about defects. So yes, that what was like recent type of fraud. Defects, for sure. We had a report, I think it, uh, we published it two years, two days ago or like yesterday on trends. So what's actually happening right now? And the thing is that defects, the use, usage of defects for fraud, um, it maybe, it rest like five times. So like two years ago, like nobody actually knew so, about defects. But now wow. it's, it's very easy to craft. It's very easy to craft. I mean, people like, I mean, you're a processor. You have to actually, it's very rare if you're a processor for you to just craft just one defect. It's right. usually something we call the serial fraud. You create like hundreds of defects. So now it's easier, very easy to create them. So now it's like I craft like hundreds of identities and then I try to bypass our security tricks. So that's why this is like the recent trend. I mean, so it's on the news basically. And then we have to actually try to make sure that our solution can detect it. And it's not, sometimes it's not that easy. Well, it sounds like, um, you know, there's, there's stuff that people used years ago and you've got that figured out and it's probably not yeah. being used as much, at least alone. But now you've got uh, people coming up with first new ideas and then second, they're doing combinations yeah. of yeah. new plus older ideas. Is that accurate? But, but it is actually. And the thing is, okay. so, uh, there's also like, okay, just imagine we have a very, sophisticated defect detector. So I, I'm pretty sure that our like models are more or less um, uh, good. So like, I mean, it's not 100% for sure, mm -hmm. but what happens next? So can I actually, I mean, combat defects uh, five years later? Maybe they will become so advanced. I, I, so I mean, like our customers, like ask it, us about it like uh, once in a month. So, so what do you actually, what is your plan? Uh, to, to combat defects in two years. Right. Because, you know, AI is like, it's very hard to, uh, prob problem to solve. But here's also a problem. Uh, there is a thing called mules. Have you heard about mules or money mules? This is, uh, the, the thing is that you actually go uh, hire a person, usually buy, uh, pay some 50 euro, and then actually this person passes a, a KYC check for you. And then oh, wow. the person just sells sells her, his or her account to you. And then this is a real person. I mean, it's not a defect. I can't detect a defect, wow. it's not obvious and not defect. 
Yeah, but yeah, that looks just, that looks suspicious. Is it? But I, I, if I'm in the bank, uh, I'm in a, I'm a bank. For me, it's like a real person just trying to open up in a bank account. Yeah. And now you actually have to look around. So that's why. So I like working with deepfakes. I mean, it's very you know cool technology. You have to like. Yeah. It's technology. So, but now you actually have to look around. You have to make sure what is the, I mean, the pattern. What other your device do you use? So it's like lots of small features or yeah. uh, signals. You have to actually combine or merge them all together and then make a decision. Is it like species or suspicious or not? And this is like, uh, but this is fun. This is like, you have to really look around, look, collect lots of data and then try to find, you know, your way into making a decision. Interesting. It's, it's, it's a fascinating, the simple things are no longer simple, right? Just signing up for an account, you know, is just now it's become like this massive multinational worldwide cyber security kind of exercise. It's fascinating. Uh... Yet, for a customer, it, it, it must remain easy. Yes. I, mean, I don't know, yes. like, I mean, so like, so even, you know, uh, the really, really typical KYC check is includes recording your video. You usually have to do something like, you know, uh, turn your head or something. I mean, you have this experience. People do not like it. For them, it's like, why do I have to do this? This it's, it looks strange. I mean, just can I just open an account? And then it's like, so it's also a trade-off unless you have to be uh, simultaneously secure and easy. And this is yeah, that, like, those are those are very much contradictory uh, forces. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, like if I'm if I'm if I'm an average customer or paranoid or me, right? Like if I go to a thing and they want me to look this way, look that way. Am I training their deep fake model of me? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, obviously I've done a lot of live streams and stuff like that. So I shudder yeah. to think what, you know, where that could lead. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, are, do, do you have people who are, do savvy customers, do they get a little suspicious? Like, what are your thoughts on, on that? Uh, I must say that, I mean, the defects that we see, they they can be crafted just from one, one image. Right. So it's like, here's a problem. So, so it's like, they're not that, uh, I mean, you can't see them, but usually people send, you know, low quality images. So it's even harder for us to see it. Even harder for, for human person, for human to see that this is a problem. Uh, but yeah. there is also, um, I think, a, a funny story that I know um, that some of our models actually detect defects better than humans. So it's actually easier for the processors to trick a living person than a model because model like can look mm. like from certain artifacts with eyes or with like uh, some sort of, you know, uh, glitches. It's easier, but for person, especially if the quality of the images is bad. It's like, there is no way anybody can actually spot. This is the problem. And this creation, it, it is a problem. Uh, I, 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 must, I must admit, this is, I think, uh, this is what we actually have to be, have to care about, about creating defects. Um, right. I know that that is a very interesting thing. So, you know, about, I mean, there are lots of things happening uh, around area regulations, especially in the European Union. Sure. And then, so we actually try to follow and then to make sure that everything is compliant. And actually, I wanted to say that we touched upon KYC, KYT, which is Know Your Transaction. Uh, there is also KYB and all your business, which is basically, you know, how we make sure that the company you work with is, 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 uh, is are not fraudsters. Uh, and there is also a thing called KYAI, 
know your AI. And it's, it's nice. about transparency. So many people, are, they want to be, to know actually how AI is used. So the KL, it's, an, it's a very new trend, I think. I think you have never heard about it because I mean, it was going to be a week ago. So it's like, like I want to actually know what's happening with all of these models around, not just about experts, around everywhere. Um, right. But back to the problem with defects. Um, the thing is, um, uh, what to say that, um, Oh, sorry, I lost uh, my, my train of thought. Happens to us all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I was just <laughs> about to say that. But, what, you know, one solution to this, um, I, I think, Pavel, would be if people did something, you know, like, I don't know, colored their hair or grew a cool <laughs> beard. I'm just throwing that out. And with apologies yeah. to people listening and not watching. Uh, nah. you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> But but well, if you did but if you did grow a beard would would or 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 change your hair color <laughs> or alter their face like I know that like facial most facial recognitions use landmarks on like the eyes yeah, sockets right. and things, a lot harder I was, to change I but, was joking yeah. no but like would it would it would that I don't know like does that have any impact on these kind of systems or are they more like facial recognition systems they are. Uh, it's uh, so we operate on the, if you're talking about defect detectors or defect uh, uh, models for defect detection. Yeah, there are some. Uh, I can't say that like face recognition, um, the models they mostly focus on artifacts. So, so for instance, like mm. a defect of a year ago, um, usually um, had problems with eyes. Your eyes of a defect they usually are very you know uh, not really human. So right. it will be changed. It will be like as, as, as the technology um, is getting more advanced. But like a year ago, you can actually just crop eyes of an image of a person uh, pretending to be a human person. Then let's make sure that this is actually a defect. Um, also, I must say that, yeah, so a video is, is, is easier to detect because you can actually, so uh, there is a thing called, um, I don't like the term blindness because nobody actually know what blindness is, but blindness is a detection. Blindness detection is detection, detection of um, if this is a living person or not. So, and before, like five years ago, it was mostly a distinction between uh, a video of a person or a printed out image. So now it's a detection mm -hmm. of an image, a defect, and a living person. Um, and at that time, um, you actually, there are two types of blindnesses. One called is passive, and we actually use also, sometimes our customers actually ask us for passive blindness, it's just one image. But it's easier for us and for everybody else to ask a person to actually do something. And for defects, for instance, like if I ask them to rotate, sometimes some artifacts can appear, some artifacts, and then you can actually see that probably, I mean, this is not the living person, there are some sort of problems with visual artifacts with the image. Um, so it is, it is like this. Uh, also, I must say that there is also a challenge for us because there are um, certain cameras, they have some sort of beautifiers. So I'm pretty sure I'm calling from my uh, Mac computer, and my camera actually advances my image. So my image is a little bit um, better than uh, I'm in real life. So my, my skin is, is, is a little bit better. So it's, it is actually uh, embedded into hardware. And for us, mm. it looks like I'm some sort of, you know, so there is a signal for us. It's some sort of, you know, uh, it's, it's Oh, I see. Bit, so it's hard, you know, and you have to actually make sure that, okay, it's not defect. It's just a person using the um, camera of my um, uh, computer. It's like, you know, yeah. you, have, you have to be really a little bit careful. Uh, a year later, um, Apple, I mean, installs another camera and then you have to be uh, actually tune your models to make sure that you actually do not penalize 
people from. With I didn't computers. think about that. Yeah, the cameras are going to behave differently if you use different cameras. So yeah, I'm yeah. here using my 4K uh, camera, yeah. kind of an outdated one, but it still it does the job. But what if I pick up my droid or, you know, yeah. my wife, my wife, ha you know, she's the, the device. She's got an iPhone. And if I'm trying yeah. to log in through her device, that would be different images and it may change. Yeah. You know, it may tell me, nope, that's yeah. not you. There's going to be so, different artifacts. That's fascinating. Yeah. And I also think it's funny that you have an old 4K camera, which <laughs> is a pretty funny thing to say. Well, like, for, for podcasting, I won't. No, I, won't, I know. I don't want to throw back to a theme from yesterday's two-hour show, but I'll just make this note. We we learned that we're in the top 2.5% of podcasts. So now I feel like I should have... I don't know, 16K. Like a or, studio. And yeah. I like should a have neon a better, sign like Joe Rogan just, has and a brick wall. Exactly. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I need something better than this old 4K camera. But if all of a sudden you just want to open a bank account right now, it yeah. looks strange because, I mean, a typical person, it's like you use your iPhone or you like a regular computer. Like with 4K or 16K camera, it's like very strange. It's something, you know, it's, it's a signal for, for every model and make sure that. It's an outlier, yeah. right? And it sounds totally. like yeah, 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 big, yeah. this is yeah. still, obviously there's way more complicated things yeah. than what sure. you do, but outlier, detecting outliers is probably one, yeah. one big tool in your tool belt. It is, yeah. yeah. And it's very hard if you have a genuine person and you are an outlier somehow. I mean, everybody can be an outlier in some sense. And it's right. very hard, you can see. So it is, it is hard, so like, at some point, yeah, colored hairs can be also an outlier. I don't know. No, it's very interesting. interesting. So I imagine like Instagram <laughs> filters and things like that probably yeah. also cause chaos and things like that. Yeah, of course. But you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, so usually use, uh, yeah, filters uh, are so strong signal for us. I mean, right. And also, I must, I must say with defects. So going back, think with defects in that it's not like specifically used by fraudsters. And here's the problem. You know, there are lots of cool things for defects. You can create advertising. Uh, right. uh, I don't know what, what else. But usually, um, uh, you can actually dub a person to like, uh, replace an actor in a movie. This is also a defect. It's a very cool defect, very sophisticated defect, very high quality defect, still a defect. So there's all usages mm -hmm. actually for, for that, uh, I mean, not just for fraud. And then right. going back to our problems, it's like, I mean, and even even that even having that uh, I like this example, but uh, the guys from the uh, uh, I mean, so we focus on financial fraud. Yeah, so it's more or less like people trying to actually steal money on like take over your accounts, something like that. But the thing is, the defects uh, they are mostly created not for that. And this is a very interesting thing, I think. Yeah, uh, they are created, and we actually I didn't know about that, but we actually knew that when we started to try to create our defects. So we went, you know, to the internet, some strange forums to make sure what, what people actually use for uh, what they create defects for. And they create defects for porn. It's like 98%, 89% of defects is like for, and this is also a problem because in, in, there is a thing called non-consensual porn. Defects are used for that. And this is also a problem. So it's not our business, but the thing is that the same technology is used there. And you actually, I mean, uh, if you, uh, I mean, work in the area, you can actually, uh, so the same model can actually be applied to detect um, this type of defects. Right. So it's a little different, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it was expressed to me maybe a year ago. It's fascinating how quickly this space is just evolving or de devolving. 
I guess, depending on your point of view. Um, but no, you're right. Like most of it is most of a lot of the deep fake kind of work is done for adult content. And, um, you know, and it's there, the, the legislation around this is going to vary widely from place to place, but like, you know, revenge porn laws don't apply. And so I, I think that was a big thing in, um, and there was a controversy somewhere, I think it was New Jersey, where somebody had created deep fake images of either high school or middle school girls, which adds an extra mm. level of legal concern. Of course. Uh, whole lots of extra levels of concern, <laughs> sure. let's be yeah, honest. But like, you know, and 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 there was this, you know, the big debate. And my first reaction was, I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long for that to happen. Which is a very cynical take, I'll admit. But I can tell, I, I can tell you the reason. The thing is that technology moves so fast. Yes. The legislation yeah. actually is always uh, like absolutely. Like, so even with with EAU, um, um, AI Act, um, so they mentioned defects just a little because they started working on the regulations two years ago, and two years right. ago it was not a problem, and now right. it's like all over you know the internet, and now you have to actually tweak the um, uh, wording, but it takes time. So well, like even still, area. like, you know, like there's um, a few months ago, they had these fake commercials that were created by yeah. with combination of 11 labs and a few other companies who name them, oh. I forget. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, they had a picture of Elon Musk, you know, eating spaghetti yeah. and it looked weird. Yeah. But you can easily see like, you know, I was messing around with VQ, early versions of VQ yeah. Gwan, VQ yeah. GANs in okay. early 2022. Yeah. And it, that stuff looked weird and it, it really evolved and this morning i saw pika ai i guess just went yeah, yeah, yeah. like to a wider beta yeah. and yeah released and 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 like i'm seeing what's created with that and you know it still looks weird it still looks cartoonish but it's not the fact that we've gone that far in the span of you know less than two years like i think says something like and to your point legislation usually takes years uh, to yeah, make yeah. so like by the time these laws are written they may not be valid in the case of New Jersey I think there's some debate over um, does what sorts of laws that applies to because te- the the original the faces were mapped onto something else but that the something else I'm trying to keep our clean yeah. rating here the something sure. else were people over 18 but the faces were mapped yeah. onto it so there's some debate over do existing laws cover that yeah. i'm not a lawyer don't look at me and i'm not <laughs> but I, I it's just fascinating to your point like this is moving quickly yep it's definitely complicated so we've reached a point in our show uh pavel where we uh, like to ask a set of questions they're in the chat and I'll start out uh, with the uh, the very first question. How did you find your way into this field? Did this field find you or did you find it? Uh, yeah, I must say I have a story to tell. Uh, awesome. I studied, yeah, studied computer science at uh, university and actually worked as a software engineer at uh, Motorola. You may remember this company uh, with HQ in Chicago back then uh, yeah. for five years. And then it was... Uh, 2011, this is like a long time ago, um, the very first um, massive online courses appeared. There was one called AI class, and that later turned out to be a Udacity. And there was also a ML, ML called ML class, ML class. Uh, nice. It is nowadays Coursera. It's like 10 years ago. 
And I was like, okay, cool. I enrolled and actually uh, I pushed because it was like, it was, it was hard. It was like, you had to really um, be involved. And then I felt like, okay, uh, this is a cool thing. This is like a next big thing for, for me and like for everybody else. It was like 12 years ago. So I quit my job and I actually, um, oh, at the same time, I started to uh, try to run a small startup with my friend, it failed miserably. But I uh, took my time, studied uh, for maybe half a year. And then joined a small data startup as a data scientist. And then it just started nice. there. But I think I, I find um, my way into data. But yeah. I don't know. So. It you sounds like... I'm like... oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it sounds like you were very intentional about finding your way into it. So that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I see you were, a... you were at VK for a while, too, which I've never seen VK, but I hear it's like a like a Russian language version of Twitter slash Facebook. It used to be, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I yeah, obviously yeah. now things are different, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I worked there for five years, a long time. Ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you know, if you're talking about the data, I mean the uh, where it's like the, the place where you can actually play with data, can actually cool, do many cool things. So yeah. Nice, nice. nice. And he's being modest. According to LinkedIn, he was director of AI research, so he's super smart. <laughs> um, but um, uh, what's your favorite part of your current job? Oh, I can say you could create defects, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's not it. <laughs> I think. It's, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I would say that what I like is uh, the. The the Samsung uh, is, is now is, is a product oriented company, so we have our own products. With like a technology company, yet we have our own product, and having that actually our own product actually helps us. You know, I know what our customer wants, want from us. I know the data, so it's like you know. I mean, you have to actually so you have to look around. You have to, okay, there is a problem with the effects. I have to like make sure that I mean I have to, uh, I actually have to understand this. This is a problem. And for many of our customers, I mean, I don't, I, I would not like to say that we have to educate them or actually make, make sure that they understand this is a problem with defects. And now we have to, when they understand, we can actually help them with their, their uh, safety and security. So I think this is like a little bit, uh, I mean, clumsy answer, but some sort of, you know, um, yeah, being closer to the product is, 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 is fun. That's very cool. So we have three complete the sentence. And the first one is when I'm not working, I enjoy blank. Okay, okay. Let me think for a while. There are many things I can say. No, I can say, no, this is, I think this is, I can, uh, I can share. No, I, I, I run or I keep a job. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, this cool, cool. I run the Rhin Marathon. Uh, this is my, oh, nice. you know, there are major marathons, like five, mar uh, six marathons across the world. So it's nice. like New York, Paris, London, Tokyo, Berlin, and uh, London. Nice. Like six, so like, very so Berlin cool. was my first major marathon. So I ran it uh, this this September, and it was great. No, that's awesome. That's that awesome. Is. Um, when you said Berlin, the first thing but, that popped in my mind was uh, Berliner Kindle wrote, which is like this local kind of drink. Berliner uh, yeah, Kindle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that's like. Yeah. <laughs> But I prefer there is a it's a beer called Berlo. It's like a craft beer oh, yeah. brewery oh. from Berlin. Right. Like, uh, but I, uh, talking about Berlin, uh, so I ran it was super fun. But uh, on my finishing picture, 
so it's my me running uh, so close to Bernie Burger Tort in the very central Berlin. Mm-hmm. And there is also a guy in a bottle costume. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and, I, and I was not I was not slow. I was not slow. Yeah, there was a guy in a huge bottle costume running, like finishing with me, like so. It was. Uh, oh, that's funny. It was fun. That's funny. <laughs> Very cool. Um, next, complete the sentence. Uh, I think the coolest thing in technology today is blank. Oh, it's 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 hard to say. Uh, let me also think for a while. Uh, I mean, but I I think that so my my area so it's like I uh, I personally specify natural language processing. So. I know about uh, language models and I actually uh, we had papers on language models like before they, they went super big. So like on tuning language models. Yet I find it really, really exciting that it in a year it went from, you know, research prototypes to like everyday product. This is, yeah. this was a cool thing. My parents use chat GPT. It's like, I mean, this is like, this is like a mobile phone. This is, I mean, this is what like some sort of a milestone um last year i think this is this is it and the thing is that you actually use it for main things you can build products on on language model and this is yeah. also like it's wild isn't it like in, you know and and it's captured everybody's imagination in, in good and bad ways yeah. but like my father-in-law you know so used to say frank works with computers now he says frank works in <laughs> ai okay. you know yeah that's, that's great a- but I also like we used to say machine learning, so now you have to say AI. That's right. Because that's right. That you have to say that data mining or something. So it's like you know. That's right. It that's right. Uh, yeah. I wonder what it'll be next year. Who knows? Gen AI <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, so our next one <laughs> uh, complete this regulation, sentence. I think. Oh, that's right. Regulation. That's right. Mm. Our, our last complete this sentence is: I look forward to the day when I can use technology to blank. Uh-huh. I can't, uh, it's hard to answer because I mean, uh, like I can't say like, it would be cool if I can, you know, develop drugs and then there are very cool startups for drug design with AI. Yet, I mean, just imagine we have a, 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 a cure for cancer, but right. we have so many diseases to care, uh, to cure. So this is, I think, I hope once we fix anything, then there is going to be a next, you know, next milestone for us to look forward. So I'm sorry if you know. Uh, there's never, I hope there will be no such day, I can say. Right, like, right. That's a good I'm one. I'm pretty sure you will agree with me. Like, yeah. Especially work with the technology. I mean, so oh, true. For sure. Uh, the next question, share something different about yourself, but remember it's a family oriented, well, not family oriented, but we like, <laughs> we, we like it so that you can listen with your kids in the, in the car, right? Like that's kind of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I live in Berlin across, uh, very close to the very. Uh, how does it say Kimki Club? <laughs> what is Berlin? <laughs> Was <laughs> that the, like called the, the Tiergarten? Yeah, the Tiergarten, Tiergarten is, the it's a, it's a, it is family yeah. friendly. It's a, like the most family friendly place in, in, in Berlin. Tiergarten. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's called Kitka. Uh, yes, uh, what I can say. Uh, I have uh, purple hair uh, <laughs> since last month. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I can say that I speak. A few languages, uh, all of that, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm joking. So I speak yeah. Japanese, I learned, Jap- I learned oh, Japanese cool. uh, for a long time. So I, I can speak uh, Japanese. I speak uh, English, obviously uh, Russian, 
Uh, my parents are from Russia, and I also speak German. So I actually studied German for two years. So I actually studied right now. So I have like my German classes three oh, or four cool. times per week, cool. which is which is cool. So, so I hope nice. in a year I will be able to do a podcast in German as well. Oh, wunderschön, wunderschön. Ich kann auch Deutsch, Deutsch uh, oh, super, super. verstehen. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all. And we just lost, like, we, we just looked at our analytics and, like, most of our listeners are from English language countries. So I think we just lost them. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can attract new listeners. Oh, I like it. I like the way you yeah. think. We want to we yeah. want to get to the top 2.4% now. Um, <laughs> our new goal. <laughs> so... Um, Audible is a sponsor of the show, and I'm not sure if Audible is big in Europe. I think it is because I've seen a lot of German language audiobooks. Um, okay. Uh, so, do you do you yeah. listen to audiobooks? And if so, you have a good recommendation. Otherwise, we'll take a recommendation on the regular, good old fashioned paper dead tree yeah. book. No, I have a couple. I think I can cool. give you uh, a couple of them. This is like, um, I like this was the most, you know, so, so I'm. So my background is from many uh, places, uh, since Israel, Russia, and Germany, uh, in some extent. So I, I would recommend, uh, there is a very good book. It is, in my opinion, it's very known, but not many people know about it for some reason. It's called The Good Soldier Schweik. Okay. So, have you heard, it's like it's a, the book heard about it. the uh, third, of, third World War by Czech Oh, interesting. Alfred. But this is very good. It's like uh, you can actually learn a lot about Czech Republic, Germany, Austria in the beginning of the uh, last century. It's oh, good. interesting. Especially you know, now, it's a very thing. It's falling apart. This is a very good thing, too. And it's very funny. It's like one of the funniest uh, books ever written. Um, and also, the, the second one, I have two. Uh, this is called Arc of Triumph by Remark. Okay. This is also about the pre-war Europe, um, pre-Second World War Europe. Like so, these so years of the last century, and this is also very good. So it's like you know, you really, you really feel like what what was the I mean, living in Germany and uh, France uh, during that time. So it's very, very interesting. So I, one of my favorites. So I can wow. definitely recommend both of these books. Here, so like very cool. So I'm Audible. Detecting, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, detecting a history theme. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. There's a really good book. Since you live in Berlin, you might like it. It's called Faust's yeah. Metropolis. And it's about the history of Berlin from like, you know, almost Stone Age time till, okay, cool. okay. you know, the 20, you know, early 21st century is kind of yeah. like, and the basic gist is like, you know, a lot has happened in Berlin. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know the bad, right? Yeah. But like some good things have happened, kind of everything in between. It's kind of it's an interesting look at like the history of the city and how yeah. it apparently was built on a swamp or something like that. Like, yeah, it's That's just it. uh, it's right. it's interesting. Um, and Audible is a sponsor of Data Driven. If you go to the Data Driven Book dot com, um, I think even the Data Driven Book dot com might work. Uh. That was a pronunciation <laughs> joke. Uh, you'll get a free uh, all, one free audiobook on us, and we'll get a kickback if you sign up for a subscription. And yep. finally, where can folks find out about you, more about you and what you're up to at SumSub and uh, some of the other things you, you're up to? What's up? My, my connection was... Uh, oh, where can folks find out sorry. more about you and what you're up to? Oh, yes, it's... Uh... Yes, it's, uh, it's a company. It's called Samsab, so samsab.com. Mm -hmm. 
uh, also like uh, what we have is uh, um, today is with anti-fraud and you have to, I mean, it's not about all the bad product, it's uh, actually about making people, helping people learn about uh, security. So how they can actually navigate the internet or like their life more safely. So we have a portal called Sunsaber where we actually post a lot of stuff on making your uh, internet life, can I say like this, uh, safe. So oh, actually cool. I, I advise you to take a look and then probably you'll find something interesting uh, there. We definitely will. And uh, any parting thoughts before we end the show? Any final Sorry, thoughts? I just want to say, yeah, just was very happy to. Uh, to be here and hope uh, it was cool. uh, interesting. No, this was a great show. It's always yep. good to it's always good to kind of understand the 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 intersection of of AI, data, and security because some people still see those as separate things. But I think as time goes on, we're gonna we're gonna wonder how we ever saw it as separate things. Yep. There are so many things to talk about. That yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, any parting thoughts, Andy? No, just a great show. Pavel, thank you for uh, for joining us. It was our honor. Yes, likewise. And we'll let Bailey finish the show. That was some show. We appreciate you listening to Data Driven. We know you're busy and we appreciate you listening to our podcast. But we have a favor to ask. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to us. You have subscribed to us? Haven't you? Having high ratings and reviews helps us improve the quality of our show and rank us more favorably with the search algorithms. That means more people listen to us, spreading the joy. And, can't the world use a little more joy these days? So, go do your part to make the world just a little better and be sure to rate and review the show.